2: Welcome to Season 2 of Surviving
3: Motherhood. I'm Chris, a wife and mom of four boys.
2: And I'm Rachel, a wife and mom of a boy and a girl.
3: We're sister-in-laws living in the South, just trying to laugh through the ups and downs of motherhood.
2: So grab your coffee or wine.
3: And settle in for some real talk.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood podcast. We are back with another episode and our first interview of the season we have Ashley, a mama of one here, and she's here today to talk to us about her adoption journey and um, how that's been for her and her family. And we're so excited. This can be you know a little bit more of a sensitive subject. so we haven't really found anybody that um, wanted to talk about it. And so when we came across Ashley's page and how she's sharing her journey, we just thought she would be a perfect fit to come talk about it. And I'm here with Chris, of course. How you doing? Good. Hey guys. Oh, so let's go ahead and get started tonight. Ashley, um, tell us a little bit about
1: yourself and your family. All right. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Ashley, born and raised in Arkansas. I am married to my husband, John. We've been married for about three years now. Um, And we have one baby boy, like you mentioned, who's adopted. Mm -hmm. His name is Ellis, and he's about seven months old. And He's just the light of our lives. We're just having a lot of fun with him.
3: That is my favorite age, like right whenever they're... Like, sitting up, smiling, getting a personality. I love little seven months. That's my favorite.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I feel like he's kind of independent where he can, you know, I can take a shower and (laughs) do things like that. But at the same time, he's still so sweet and so cuddly and and still needs you. Like, I'm not ready for him to go to college yet and not need you. (laughs) Right.
3: So it's it it really is a good age. If I could
1: do without the teething, but other than that, it's a good age.
3: And is he crawling yet? Because then it kind of gets a little more difficult.
1: He's not, but I wish honestly wish he would because he's inchworming across the floor and he's rubbing Mm. rashes on his face. Oh from Uh. crawl like inchworming and he (laughs) puts his little cheek on the carpet or on the floor or whatever it is. And he's got the worst rash constantly on the right side of his face. (laughs) <laughs> people are going to think i beat so him or
3: something <laughs> yeah so he's mobile just not not, not easily
1: mobile <laughs> i know and i think that he's really like got it figured out like this morning a toy was a little bit out of his reach and i thought oh here he goes he's gonna crawl he's gonna go get that toy he really wants it i could see it in his eyes <laughs> but this little thing pulls it was on a blanket and he just starts pulling that blanket toward him to make that oh, toy come closer no. to him
2: Oh, problem solving
1: it is it's so i couldn't be mad at him
3: yeah Yeah, that's really good buddy but like crawl dude (laughs) yes so yeah ours right there the further that they get the lazier because their big brothers just like bring them everything Mm -hmm. so i'm like stop bringing him something (laughs) so he'll learn how to crawl
1: yeah i know my husband's the same way he kind of just hands it to him to make it easier on us but I'm like, we gotta teach them. Mommy and daddy aren't always gonna be there.
2: <laughs> you gotta crawl for yourself, buddy. Yeah. Oh,
3: Go get a job buddy.
2: too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Start pulling your own weight around here. Oh, that's
3: cute. Okay, so tell us, like, when did you? I know that you've said on your Instagram that you had fertility issues. So tell us when, when you figured that out, how you figured that out. That kind of part of your story.
1: Yeah. So um I was actually. It, I was in college, I was around 21, when I started thinking, something's kind of off. Um, and it was after college, I started going to a gynecologist and doing just a thousand different tests, you know, when you finally get health insurance after college <laughs> and um, can afford those sorts of things. And, um, and yeah, it was, I was 21 or 22 when they told me that basically my ovaries don't work um they oh. called it menopausal premenopausal so i'm 21 or 22 and i've already gone through menopause is essentially what the problem was oh wow which was a big pill to swallow and it was kind of it was so weird because it in one hand it was like oh cool i don't have a period i can't get pregnant like at 21 or 22 these are kind of good things good that thing. happen to you <laughs> but at the other, you know the other hand i'm like well down the road and you're kind of thinking of those sorts of things and um, so, but I had a while, I was single at the time and lived on my own. I kind of had a lot of time to marinate in that and figure it out and understand it and deal with it and do research and whatever you need to do to cope with it. Before I met my husband,
0: um, Okay. well, I
1: met him in high school, but then when we started dating, it was our second date that I told him about this and he said, okay, pump the breaks. First of all, yeah. we're not talking about <laughs> kids yet. you yeah. freak."
3: That's
1: but, hilarious. Yeah, but he was like, That's I good understand, I get it, it's cool, and he said, I've always wanted to adopt, One of my good friends has adopted, I've always wanted to adopt, so it kind of worked out anyway, but let's stop talking about it, it's awkward,
3: Yeah. is what he said. <laughs> like, we'll hit the, I, I'm cool with it, but like, don't talk about Not that. Not on the second day. Yeah.
2: We'll circle back in a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. That's hilarious. So we were um, on our honeymoon in um, St. Lucia, and. Oh, we went to St. Lucia. Oh, it was so pretty. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, we're kind of like sitting in the hot tub one night. We're at the resort and having a glass of wine and just sitting around. And I was like, are you ready to talk about that baby thing yet? And he's like, really? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like, this is the natural next step. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But because just because I knew it would take so long, whatever option we had, you know, what we had to figure out, I knew that we weren't just going to be able to like, hey, let's go have some fun and have a baby. It wasn't going to be like that for us. But so that was in October and it was January that we started finding in a fertility clinic and looking into our options and going to doctors and doing tests and things like that. When um, they determined that I didn't have eggs, I don't have ovaries, so I don't produce my own eggs. But with a donor egg and my husband's sperm, we could potentially make an embryo and everything would be fine. Hmm. Um, and so that's you true. you
3: carry them. I mean, I know obviously you didn't go that route, but that's what they were saying. Yeah, no, but we did we did go that route. Um, oh, you did. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah,
1: so we had um long story, not very short, but we had five embryos we came up with. So we had a donor egg. I've never met her. I don't know who it is. I I couldn't even pick her out of a lineup of two people. I it would be a 50/50 guess. <laughs> and but we had her eggs and my husband's sperm. They mixed them together. They made five embryos. And over the course of a year we did IVF cycles and transferred one or two at a time. Um, and some of the times I never got pregnant, some of the times I got pregnant and miscarried. But ultimately, we spent all of those embryos and, and were left with nothing more than we had when we started.
2: Wow. I yeah. I
1: thought
2: uh, that was a test to your marriage and not an easy process for sure.
1: Yeah, it, it was super difficult. And it's really hard. And if anybody out there is, you know, going through fertility or knows somebody that going through fertility, I would say the hardest part of it is not, you know, getting injections and the hormones. I mean, those all make you crazy, but the hardest part of it is feeling like it's your body that's failing mm-hmm. on all the tests. You know, my husband, everything was fine. His test came back perfectly normal, perfectly positive. Everything that was going wrong was my body. And that was the hardest thing for me, just because you can't do anything about it. But at the same time, you feel guilty.
3: Yeah, that is so. And I feel like just as women already, we already put so much guilt on ourselves that that probably added like times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So that, I mean, that
1: was about a year of our, and because we started right after we got married, literally the first year of our marriage was spent. Doing fertility treatments, and where we live, the closest fertility clinic is three hours away from us. Oh wow! So it was weekly trips, and you know, taking off work, and the stress of all that, and and I wouldn't change any of it. It didn't work out for us, but we learned a lot through. We learned a lot about ourselves, about what my body's capable of, and and all of that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was a pretty trying time. Yes.
2: Yes. It's so good that you were able to kind of come out on the other side of that with a positive outlook, because I know a lot of people struggle with bitter feelings and resentment and all of that. And I'm sure you've had your moments, but um, it's so great that you can share your story with um, a positive spin at the okay. end of the day. So we appreciate you sharing that. I know it's not an easy um, probably thing to regurg- regurgitate for um, other people just to sit and listen to. So we appreciate that. So we know that adoption was always kind of on your mind um, from early on. But um, what, after the, the failed attempts at IVF, what uh, made you decide that adoption was right for you and your husband?
1: Um, so kind of circling back, we, whenever I first, found out about this diagnosis that I have, um, the the doctor that gave me this news told me my only option to ever have a family would be adoption. It was later on, many, many years later on, that we figured out that there were medical options as well as far as IVF was concerned. But for about eight years of my life, I thought adoption was my only option. So I had so much time in my single... Mid twenties, <laughs> to mm-hmm. you know, research it, learn about it from other people, come to terms with it mostly, um, kind of get my family on board with it mostly, all of that. So when um, when I first started talking to my husband about it before we were, I mean, like I said, newly dating, um, I had only told him that adoption was our option.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And once I learned that he was on board with that, I dropped it for a while. Um, and so once IVF started really kind of failing us, it, there became a, an obvious point where I was done. And mm-hmm. he's so supportive. He was just kind of like, whatever you feel best, I'll keep going if you want to do this a hundred more times or if you're done. And there was an obvious break in it that I was done.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: body was done. I was tired. I was tired of feeling guilty. I was tired of all of it. I'm sure
2: your hormones from uh, the injections and the process each round was just out of control. Oh my gosh. I imagine with those big emotions and those big hormones on top of that, like, oh, I bet you needed a breather.
1: And we're talking about like, you'd cry watching the Brady Bunch when you're on, hopped up on all those (laughs) hormones. Like it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, It's a nightmare. And, and it simulates being pregnant. So anyone who's been pregnant can really relate to that too. I mean, that first Mm -hmm. trimester when you're, you're crying every day Mm -hmm. and you're hungry and your feet are swelling, like that's exactly what it is, Mm -hmm. but there's no necessarily no light at the end of the tunnel yet. So
3: it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of give or take It's tough to even see the light like when there is light at the end of the tunnel so yeah. I can't imagine like not you know what I mean like right, to just yeah. overcome mm-hmm. it even when you know like yeah. I did this to myself and the result is going to be good it's still tough so I can't imagine yeah you know yeah there were several times that we were like why are we doing this like
1: <laughs> this is uh, awful
2: in a weird way do you feel like it helped that you got your diagnosis before you were in a relationship, like you could come to terms with that by your, I mean, not that you weren't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like that you kind of got to live in that with yourself. Like you didn't have to think about somebody else and their future anything that you kind of got to come to terms with that in your
1: single twenties before you
2: got married and settled down.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things like that I would always recommend if you're in your 20s and you can live alone, no roommate, kind of come to term with who you are as a woman. I would always recommend that, but especially in this instance, yes, you're absolutely correct. I was able to be alone with my feelings, talk them out mm-hmm. with my mom and my friends, or not talk about, kind of whatever I wanted to do to cope at that moment. I could.
3: And um, I love but, that. Yeah, I love I just, that you said to get your family used to adoption because I mean. I don't know if it's like a generational thing, but I feel like that's not, it's not, it seems like if you go to someone and say, I want to adopt, it's just like, sweet, what a great idea, let's go for it. But like, even with my parents, you know, we've talked about it before, and there's just like a lot of hesitation there that, see, I like, I don't know, I guess I just didn't really expect the... hesitation. Yeah, it just sounds
2: like a good idea (laughs) to you. So you didn't expect any hesitation from anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're I mean you're right. There is a generational thing in that it when our parents or our grandparents were our age and people were starting families, adoption was a secret. Nobody was talking about it. Now it's like, let me shout it from the rooftops. Like, but when you shout it from the rooftops you also get people who come at you like, oh, wow, what a great thing you're doing for that kid. And It's like, mm-hmm. no, what a great thing that kid is doing for me. Right. I mean, he didn't ask for any of this. And mm-hmm. he he's going to have a lot of stuff to deal with throughout his whole life. He didn't ask for any of this. So it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not rescuing anybody. This isn't a puppy at the pound. Right. This is me starting a family in the best way I know how. Me taking care of this kid in the best way I know how and making sure that he feels loved. And we have an open adoption, so that's a lot easier for us than closed that, adoptions yeah. or anything. But, yeah, you're absolutely right that, that some people just, they don't get it. And, of course, in any circumstance, they don't know what to say all the time. And it's not that they mean anything bad. They just sometimes I don't, don't know what to say.
3: Yes, yeah, some of the things that come out of people's mouth.
1: <laughs> yes, oh, it's crazy. Shocking.
3: It's crazy. <laughs> yes.
1: And I'm not easily offended, but, I mean, I'll have people, you know, I'm in a lot of adoption groups on social media and some people are very uptight about like language, positive language. Like they don't want to mm-hmm. hear you say his real parents or anything like that. I'm just not easily offended. So it rolls off my back, but I pay attention to it. And, and it's, it's oh, almost yeah. daily that somebody says something that would offend somebody else.
3: Yes. That you're just like, they don't even know what they're saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But people don't know what they don't know.
3: No, exactly. That is so true. hmm. So how long was the process like from when you decided, okay, we we're definitely going to adopt to we're open and ready, or maybe even to we have a baby? How long was that process?
1: So the beginning process of adoption is really busy, really jam packed. You're constantly doing paperwork and home studies and, um, You know, the social worker has to come to your house. I think it was three times for us. And we picked an agency and that took a while to kind of figure out there's so many routes you can go. You can go with an agency or a consultant or just do it on your own or however you want to do it or DHS Mm -hmm. or, um, so kind of ironing out all those details and then going through the process. And I mean, the paperwork, like the paperwork, Mm -hmm. the paperwork, the paperwork is insane. I mean, insane. And I feel like the president of the United States has to fill out less paperwork
3: to
0: do his <laughs> yes. job
1: than we had to do for adoption. But so once you get through that, it actually took us almost two months to get through all that. And that is like me being super turbo speed, working every night on it. I, it was almost a full-time job for me, aside from my real full-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so two months was kind of the expedited process. because, And then we we're talking about background checks that have to go to the federal level. We know nobody – it's quick right. when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, two months for about that. And then um, they, they quoted us six to 12 months was kind of their average with our agency of how long people wait to be matched with mm-hmm. a birth mom. So four months later is when we got the call that we were matched. So that was super early anyway. And then that baby was due two to three
3: weeks later. Oh wow! So before the five month mark, and did they know that he was a boy? This—that's just a little side note. Yep, they did know he was a boy. They asked us,
1: you know, do you want to know? We know. Do you want to know? Oh, um, how cute! And of course, we did. I—I I can't handle secrets, so oh no. <laughs> Powered yes. anybody who can, but it's not for me. I yeah. needed—I needed to put either green or pink in that nursery, you know. Uh huh. But yes, yeah. So we had. Two weeks before, and he was going to be born in Texas. So two weeks before we had to go to Texas and wait out his birth. Wow. So that was crazy. But oh, more I cannot crazy, imagine. Even more crazy was that the day before we got the call that we found out about him, I was offered a promotion, a brand new job.
3: Uh, to Start right
1: away. Wow. So it's like, um, I need maternity leave from this brand new job. Yeah,
3: like yes, I want it. Oh, but um, tomorrow I'm getting yeah. like really another huge surprise. <laughs> right, it was uh, it was a lot to handle all at once, but easily the
1: best Christmas ever. It was right around yes. Christmas. Best oh, Christmas. how fun! Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, did okay. you spend Christmas there? Yes. So we had to spend about three weeks in Texas. Um, when you adopt from a different state than the one you live in. You know, we live in Arkansas and then he was born in Texas and there are laws in Arkansas and then there are laws in Texas that aren't always necessarily the same. So those laws, they have to kind of make sure that both states are happy with what's going on (laughs) before we could cross state lines with the baby. Wow so we had to stay in Texas for about three weeks because he was born right before Christmas. Obviously nobody's working very hard in the government office. Um, Nobody's
2: touching paperwork during that time period from Christmas
1: to New Year's. Mm -hmm. So we just had to wait it out. And at the time it was so frustrating. We rented a little Airbnb and of course, thankfully we were in Texas and not like, you know, somewhere super far away from our family because our family could all visit and help us. But you know, it's expensive that you rent an Airbnb, but I was like, we needed a washer and dryer, first of all.
0: Um, but, yeah.
1: and just, you know, trying to figure out a routine with a new baby in a home that isn't yours is so hard. Oh But yeah. when I look back on that time, it's easily my favorite time with our baby. Like, I am so thankful for that time. It was we had family popping in here and there, but it was just us three and kind of on our own. And we were just surviving. We were going out to happy hour when we could. And just because like we had nothing else to do. We didn't even have cable in this Airbnb. Oh, wow. You, it was your own little bubble. I mean, seriously, yeah. we were like camping out with a newborn.
3: Oh, wow. that is hilarious. Yeah. That's cool though. Cause like you said, you know, if you were here, everybody's kind of driving you crazy.
1: Yeah. Like it just kind of makes on. you take things. Less for granted, I guess. Yeah, slower is a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true.
2: So you've already mentioned that you guys went through an agency. What was your thought process um, on deciding to go through an agency? Did you consider other avenues or was the agency kind of always your plan?
1: Well, it kind of has a few different components to answer that. But I don't know everything about it all, but I know that there are a million different ways you can go, like I mentioned, Um, but because we didn't know anything about it and we both work pretty intense, more than full-time jobs, we didn't have time to learn about it. We didn't have time to read the books on how to adopt a baby. So for us, using an agency meant that we were paying someone else to think for us. Mm -hmm. And that might not sound great, but for us, it was kind of a convenience fee. Let's pay this agency and they will, they market for you. They, um, you know, they're, they're in the Planned Parenthoods and the gynecologist offices. They're advertising in publications and on the internet and different things to drive people to their site, which ultimately helps a birth mom sign up with them and then pick you. Um, so for us that my husband works in technology, that was just kind of it. Let's use the people who've got it down. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not necessarily the right way, which is the right way for us. And we actually chose after figuring that out, we decided to choose the biggest agency (laughs) in America. Um, (laughs) so that, that we were really just covering all of our bases. Um, we knew that if we, you know, we'd already, tried adoption or IVF for a year and now here we are in the adoption train we don't want to be waiting for years and years and years like some agencies who are smaller just that's how it is Mm -hmm. um you know there's something out there for everyone and for us it was let's just pay the fee to have the biggest adoption agency and I was kind of crossing my fingers that it'd be in like Hawaii or something but um yeah
3: yeah that'd be a nice little travel
2: yeah but Minus in the this, flight home with the newborn
3: that that's really, true
1: the, that might be a deal breaker
2: that, <laughs> that is, is absolutely
3: true, true. once he to was born, it
0: was in year. texas
1: and we could just drive you know when you before you have a baby you don't know about all these things the mamaroo and the rock and play and all these stupid mm-hmm. names for different things <laughs> yes. you don't know about all of those that you have to have until you have a baby and now mm-hmm. i'm glad we didn't have to try to fly all that to hawaii yeah. Oh, babe, and we could just neat. drive it to Texas.
2: Yes. So, so much true. junk comes along with a baby. And they
1: all gracious. have the dumbest names.
2: Yes, they really yes.
3: do. And really, <laughs> a lot of them have the same purpose. Like a lot of times mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I don't really need all three of these. They do the same thing. Just there's a little bit of a difference, you know. Oh, you're absolutely but,
1: right. I think I have 17 places for that kid to sit. Exactly.
3: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yep. But they only like one of them usually. <laughs>
2: But it's a different one of them every day. Yeah. Uh, Even truer. (laughs) Uh. That's hilarious.
0: A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
3: Okay, so we kind of already covered a couple of these questions, so I'm going to skip around. But um, so you mentioned that you have an open relationship with your birth mom. Who decides... Like what, if you have open or closed, I don't remember the laws in Arkansas if you have to pick one or, and then also once you pick open or closed, who kind of decides the boundaries and how all of that works?
1: Um, so the agency that we chose actually requires some level of openness, um, but it could just be like a quick Email once a year, gotcha. or it could be you're talking every day on the phone, everything in between. Um, so really, in that time when you're being chosen before the baby's born, and even right after the baby's born, it's kind of whatever the birth mom wants. Obviously, there's a lot that she has to come to terms with, a lot that she has to um agree with and mm-hmm. feel comfortable with. So, we just really kind of let her run the world at that moment mm-hmm. um, whatever you want we can within reason we'll make it happen so she wanted to just kind of be unsure about it at that moment and mm-hmm. we didn't blame her
3: yeah um, that's what i was gonna say i can totally see that like i don't really know what i'm gonna want yet when
1: we were the same way we thought you know some birth moms want twice a year visits and it's like you have to fly to their home state and you know, if they were in Hawaii, that's a lot of money and that's a lot of time, and they turn yes. off school. So we didn't necessarily want to commit to anything until we knew the situation either. Mm-hmm. But you know, she's five hours away from us, so the story changed once geography came into the picture too. Right. Um, but then the first time we met her was a few hours before she was induced to Mm -hmm. deliver this baby first time we met her. And so obviously it's like the most awkward first date at first, (laughs) but throughout the day. (laughs) Yeah. But then we've got like eight hours. We're just sitting with her waiting on her to deliver this baby. And over time, you know, really get to know her. And it's like the fastest connection I've ever had with somebody. She's, she's young, but she's just so great. And so just wise beyond her years. And I'm thinking back to when I was her age, like, that is not what would have been on my mind. And if I had to make these huge decisions, I don't, I don't even know what I would do. But mm-hmm. because we had a connection, I feel like we've been able to keep things communicative and mm-hmm. really open. Um, and it's all in the best interest of Ellis, our baby. And I say ours because he's hers too. And and I just want to make sure for Ellis that all his questions are answered. Yeah. So if he needs to talk to her someday, if he says, you know, is this in my medical history, or why are my eyes this color, or whatever it is, I want him to be able to have the answer because I couldn't imagine not knowing. Like, why is my nose shaped like this? I know it's because my dad was shaped that way. Yeah. So I just, just basic stuff that we don't think about. You take it for granted, and I just want to make sure for him that as much as possible, we can we can get those questions answered.
3: I love that. Okay. So is it like, is there like a contract written out? Like what? I don't mean this for like Ellis's mom specifically, but like if a a birth mom kind of went crazy or like, is there something that protects both her and you? Or is it like a, you see what I'm saying? Is it like a definitely you have to do this, this certain number of times? Or is it more like between you guys?
1: So I do think the
3: things that are Biding contract.
1: No, not for us. I do think that things like that can exist, but they don't in our situation. Um, in, I can't remember if it was Arkansas or Texas, but one of the two, she couldn't sign over her rights until two days after the baby was born. So it was like at the minute, the social worker was sitting there with a piece of paper for her, to, you know, 48 hours after the baby was born um, to sign away her rights. So Mm -hmm. that contract exists in that she has no parental rights whatsoever. Um, But we don't have a contract that says I have to bring him to her once a year or whatever. We have to text or I have to send photos or anything like that. It's more of a moral obligation than contractual. Right. Right. And if at any time Ellis says, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable talking to her, I don't I don't want a relationship with her. That's something we would explore too. But I have a feeling that, you know, if it's, if it's normal for him to have a mother and a birth mother, that that's just Mm -hmm. something that he's going to always have.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I love that.
2: Okay. So we're going to ask our mom questions that we ask every single time. Um, So since you're seven months in, what has been your biggest mom thing or mom worry with
1: Ellis? I have all the typical mom worries, you know, is he, is he doing things on the right timeline? Should he be, is he eating enough? Is he eating too much? I have all those typical mom worries, but I got to say things change a little bit when you're an adoptive mom and you have to think about more of the uh, nurture over nature kind of stuff. I have to make Mm -hmm. sure I'm bonding with him. I have to make sure that as he grows his identity issues kind of, don't take over, that he knows that he wasn't given up or abandoned, that he was mm-hmm. extra loved by two women, those sorts of things. So I have to really think about every move I make. And, you know, he's in a phase right now where he doesn't want to be put down, um, he wants mm-hmm. to be held 24 7. And <laughs> I think a normal mom would be you know, oh, we got to just teach him that he's got to be put down. You can't hold him 24 seven. But for me, I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is he going to feel abandoned? Is he going to feel not bonded with me? So there's an extra layer to just about everything I do in that regard. Yeah,
2: that's really interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Um, I've thought about that, you know, when you're in an adoptive situation, maybe later in life, but when even from birth, you're think making sure you're making that bond, you're putting that extra step towards, um, bonding with him and everything. Mm -hmm. That's, it's really interesting to think about that. You're putting so much thought and care into his little self-identity and needs before he even know he has any.
1: (laughs) Isn't that what all moms do? Oh my God. So we overthink it all.
2: Uh, uh, yes. On the daily, every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what is your favorite way to relax after
1: a long day? I'm talking to you guys with my glass of wine right here, right? <laughs> yes. <No. laughs> some good girl
2: talk, some good <laughs> yeah. wine. I'm always yeah. there for that.
1: Um, so it's it's kind of our routine that my husband puts the baby down to bed every night. We do dinner together. Uh, we'll we'll run any errands together, but it's our routine that he puts Ellis to bed every night and that's when I, you know, take my Epsom salt bubble bath and Ooh, uh, yes. watch My Guilty Pleasure of Real Housewives. Oh, Rachel.
2: (laughs) That is is mine. And Southern Charb and anything on Bravo. Yes. I'm like, what have I missed that's really trashy? And Brent's always like, are you watching a show? I'm like, yes, bye. I (laughs) don't even
3: have Bravo, so I'm way out on that.
2: Girl, girl, you got to just log into
1: somebody's.
3: I know. I need it.
1: We don't have regular cable, but we have like that a la carte cling cable. But I Uh, had to make sure we had... Bravo. That's Bravo. The one. I need Bravo and Food Network, and that's it. Yes, those okay, are okay. You're the
2: same. Yeah, because my husband will watch Food Network with me. I'm yeah. usually on my own with
1: Bravo. He'll pop in <laughs> sometimes. Oh my
2: like god, he acts- me for
1: saying this, but he loves
3: Real Housewives, too. Uh, he loves Atlanta the
1: best. That's oh. always
3: the best. Whenever, because my dad used to like, remember, I can remember uh-huh. being in high school watching The Bachelor and stuff, mm-hmm. and my dad would get so into it, and yeah. it was my favorite. I'm like, Zach, you need to. To watch this crap with me
1: it makes you feel normal they're all so crazy oh yeah. my gosh
2: yes brent will pretend like he's not watching and he'll be like what did ramona just say and i'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh ramona she's a Jesus. hot mess yeah and it's always what did ramona just say i cannot believe vicky got demoted i just need to tell everybody that i mean i can't believe it because it's been a disaster but the last vicky. couple seasons but it's vicky, vicky. She's is unholy. it is
3: she the OG of the O C because I Not I that just anymore. She's a
1: friend of now, Chris. What?
3: She's a friend
1: of. Yeah. Yep. It's it's the first episode tonight. As soon as we get off of here, i got to go watch that. She got plans. <laughs> I can't
3: believe that she is like let herself be a friend. I would think she'd be like, no, I'm not demoting myself. Well, I think
2: she probably likes the drama of it.
3: People are talking
2: about her and that's never wrong in her book. And she's engaged. And so she's going to pretend like she doesn't need it because she's, her love tank is so. Her love tank is full. Yes. Okay. I think that's the angle she's going to go for. Like she could not even care less when, you know, inside. Oh, it is eating her up. Is there a new
3: girl that replaced her?
2: That's not replacing, but there is a new girl this season. I'm pretty sure. It's
3: replacing. But
2: the no two girls from
1: last season were the worst. So, oh, and Gina
2: and Emily. And I always get them confused because they look like each other's names. Like, no, she looks with like an Emily, and Emily looks like a Gina. And so I just want to erase them well, because, because I'm confused.
1: Emily is a little bit older, and I think that her name should be Gina.
2: Yep, yep. Yep, yes. No, you're absolutely
1: right. I have said these. And things Gina best. looks
2: like an Emily, more, yep. way more like an Emily. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm done with them, but they kept them. So anyway, we've yeah. got we've got a lot of work to do after this podcast.
3: <laughs> uh, I need a lot of catch up apparently because I've never even heard of Gina or Emily. Yeah, you. That's watch
2: okay. It. That's okay. They're not great. <laughs> I still want to go really back not. to like season three or four, but anyway, let's we can move on. Yep. <laughs> so TV wine and a bubble bath. Yep. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's, sure. that's hilarious okay so what's your best advice to give to a new mom
1: I would say my best advice is to go with the flow as much as possible I feel like every day Ellis is a little bit different than he was the day before so what worked for him on Monday doesn't work for him on Tuesday yeah and it is so easy to be frustrated but mm-hmm. at the same time I feel like I guess on the same hand, but another piece of advice, I feel like raising kids with social media is one of the hardest things. It's so much harder than before social media existed because I think I've touched on this earlier, but every time I get on social media, you know, I'm at the age where all my friends have kids or babies and, they're all, oh well my kid's doing this and now my kid's doing this. It's like one big bragging contest. Mm-hmm. And every time I see it, I'm like, Oh, well, mine's not doing that yet. Or should he be? Or is he late? Or is he okay? Should I go to the pediatrician? And it is so I can only imagine it gets worse once it's like, Oh, my kid got an A in this class or Oh yeah. You know?
3: And don't is you a feel like it's- It's one or the other. Like, I feel like it's everybody saying, like, look how bad I suck and blah, blah, blah. Like, that Mm -hmm. kind of trend.
2: Or look what Pinterest bento box I made for my kid that's shaped like like a panda (laughs) while I was up at 3 (laughs) a.m. getting ready for the day. Like, Like, I'm somewhere
3: in the middle. I'm not throwing cheese slices at my kid's head. But I'm also not <laughs> making them a gourmet grilled cheese and putting it in a bento box. You know what I mean? It's no, like where correct. are the in between people? You know? Yes. yes.
1: Like they just we're just okay.
2: not <laughs> yes. I, I, I feel like I've said that before? At some point, like I'm perfectly okay with being a medium mediocre mother. My yeah. my children will know a hundred percent that I love them ten thousand times over. But like but as their far Valentine's as, box sucks.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I got their back to school clothes at Walmart. I mean, yep. <laughs> that's just where if i It's not am.
1: hand-me-downs. My kid has five boy cousins.
3: All your oh, all perfect. your
1: clothes are hand-me-downs. Sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of our boy, I have one boy, and she ha- Chris
2: has four. And so only kid that gets new clothes most of like as a whole was Griffin, her yeah, oldest. My first. Yeah. She's <laughs> gotten the most new clothes. The rest of them They get new clothes sprinkled in every once in a while. But most of the time, I'm like, Lawson will be like, did Collier wear this? Which is the cousin right above Above him. And I'll be like, Collier
3: and Beckett and Griffin all (laughs) wore that. Everybody, you get everybody.
0: Everybody. Well, it's
3: so funny because Zach said something the other day. I was talking about um, how we back to, I mean, I have four kids. So I back to school shopped at Walmart. Like I'm not making that up. And they have some sweets clothes but I (laughs) cracked up because oh for sure and I cracked up because Zach said you know that like Under Armour style clothes you know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. that's all they want to wear yes and so Zach said well did you get the boys some champion (laughs) which is (laughs) it's like the Sam's version of the Under Armour (laughs) and the fact that he knew that that's what it was called I died I was like it's actually athletic works from Walmart (laughs) not yeah but champion
2: is in now
3: Oh, Champions well days. good. And we are and, in. Style. Like with
2: teenagers, like those white with teenagers. I've I'm officially 90 years old, guys. Uh, but like those Kenzie's white days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the old grandpa sneakers with like a uh, champion sweat with a white White champion sweatshirt with the champion logo. I'm serious. Like, that is a thing. And it's oh, really yeah. stressing me out. Yeah, and I loves, mean, you see everything right. being on campus.
1: Oh, yes. my gosh. And, Working on a college campus, it's like every year the boys' shorts get shorter and shorter. And it's like, when I was it's college, taller. they couldn't be long. Yes, the socks get taller. The shoes get wider. I'm like, I feel like my dad had that very outfit. <laughs> for sure. Yes. For sure. And, well, and so like,
3: weird. we would never – we would have folded our socks, like – Oh, back over our toe in order for oh, them yeah. to not show yeah oh but yeah we would, we would wear high socks with yeah, short. We would have. That's and now they're correct. pulling
2: them all the way up I remember yes. holding, like going to a game and when I cheered and being like oh my god I forgot my ankle socks and like <laughs> yes. straight up like making a random sock or, or not wearing socks. I had jeans on exactly yes.
3: We would have uh, never wow. let our socks show like that, and now it's like socks with sandals, socks with shorts. Nobody socks with cares. Birkenstocks.
1: That's what's happening on campus right
3: now. Oh my god, uh, I can't. Yeah,
2: Birkenstocks, tall socks, boys wearing short shorts and oversized shirts. Like <laughs> it'll be man. back
3: to how we did it probably when our kids are in college. Oh, so
2: their bellies are going to show. Look, well, <laughs> That's not correct. bellies. Well, the, now the crop tops weren't in when we were. No, it was like just like the midriff. It was just, just- a, yes. It was Just like your shirt was like a barely touched
3: the, the barely touched the top of your pants. But that's also because your pants didn't start right your crack,
1: right at your butt crack. <laughs> yep. Yes. Those hip
2: bones yeah. were out and proud. Now I my mean, hip bones it, are missing. So yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, what are hip, hip, what are hip bones? Can and you right imagine
3: at, though that if our zippers were that tall when we were in high school?
2: Oh, somebody would have handed me a pair of high waisted pants. I would have laughed in their face. Now no, we would like, have been
3: folding them down like the socks.
1: <laughs> yeah, we would have even with skinny jeans or finding a way to bring our thong out. Still, oh <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> but even when skinny somehow. jeans, when skinny jeans first started coming into style, it was like I over my dead body I would never look. wear those. And yeah. now yeah. that's all yeah. I have. Exactly. And now flares,
2: flares are coming back, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And, but I that's all like I wore I, in
3: high school. I yeah. know. It's so, it's so hard. Keep all I your clothes. Keep yep. Oh, adjust,
2: uh, adjusting to uh, fashion while aging has not been useless. Every time I just look at the kids, I'm like, what, what has happened to me? I know.
3: Well, because those Adidas superstar, the three striped shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're bad. I back. mean, those were in when I was in probably sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I should have saved them. My foot's that same size now.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, too bad. They would have been set vintage. a lot of opportunities. They would
3: have been vintage and you could have yes. sold them
1: for a lot of money. Probably. Yeah. Called them retro. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know eBay was the thing to save them for, though, y'all. <laughs> now we were oh. with you on AOL Instant Messenger. That's
3: oh. right. In yep. chat rooms. Oh, BRB and all <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Crafting our away messages, y'all. Yeah, (laughs) it was a different time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's
3: hilarious. Kids these Uh, days don't
1: know anything about a struggle.
3: That's right.
2: That is so true. Okay, Ashley, tell our listeners where they can find you on the web.
1: The best AOL Messenger. (laughs) (laughs) What's your AOL screen name? (laughs) It is funny that I do have a funny AOL screen name story, but um, my Instagram handle is ar dot southern charm ar is either my initials or state of arkansas i haven't decided which one it is but like both it's just yeah both both. so ar dot southern charm where i'm at and i post kind of a hodgepodge of things a lot of stuff about my baby a lot of cute pictures of him if you just like to see cute pictures of babies and he is precious precious. thank thank you he really is i don't i mean I don't. I feel like this is one of those things that maybe other adoptive moms might like come at me with a pitchfork soon. But I don't think I could have made this cute of a baby on my own. <laughs> oh, he is really <laughs> That's sweet. precious. Like um, I can say that because I didn't biologically make him. I could not have made a baby this cute. Hey, he was
2: perfectly crafted for you. He that really was. So he really sweet. was. Um, I want to hear your AOL story real quick if you're willing to share it. <laughs> oh,
3: and is is it the um, is it the Shep story? Because I cracked up at that today. Okay,
1: I'll tell you both of them. Okay, if y'all got. I'm make it quick. My AOL story is that I thought I was going to be cute. You know, make my screen name. I was on the dance team, so I made it Dancer Ash, and I thought I made like the capitals <laughs> like the D and the A Dancer Ash, but AOL just kind of merges it all together and kind of like hashtags when you can't ever figure out what they say because they're, they're too long and mm-hmm. you need capital letters. Well, everybody at school started calling me Dance Rash um. and asking me if I had a dance rash. Uh. I'm the girl with the rash now. So. Bless it. That's, that is
2: not, that's and, not you know, a good in seventh one. Seventh
1: grade, that'll just ruin you.
2: Oh yeah, because everything was so serious back then. Now everything it's like, no, I don't have a rash, y'all. Shut or maybe
1: up. I do. Get over it. Exactly. It's none of your business. It yeah. was an accident, like mine. Your own. Mine your own. But okay, yes. So somebody wrote me, hate. I don't get hate mail. I'm not that important on Instagram. People mostly just want to see a cute baby or some home decor or whatever dumb joke I have that day, and then they move <laughs> about their lives. But I got some hate mail today. Oh no." <laughs> Because oh, you mentioned that. Rachel that you watch Southern Charm, that's one mm. I don't watch. And <gasps> excuse me, <laughs> I know, I know, and I'm really make, offended. I know you are. And to make matters worse, I didn't even put two and two together that like my A- my well my Instagram handle was ar.southerncharm. Charm. Oh, that those were similar. <laughs> I never put that together. So the hate mail today, I guess one of the stars of that show has done some controversial things in the public eye in the last couple of days. (laughs) It's Shep, right?
2: Shep. Yeah, Shep's done a lot of things. I think you need to catch up on Southern Charm. Put that on your next to-do list. Anyway, continue.
1: (laughs) Okay, bucket list. But so because of Shep, whoever Shep is, thank you, Shep. I got hate mail today because somebody (gasps) thought that my account was associated with that show. Oh, my gosh. And so at first she writes me like, Shep is... I think she called him a douche or something, or maybe I just inferred <laughs> that. And Shep did this and whatever. And I'm like, who is Shep? <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. And so, so I just Google
1: it, and I come up with, oh, Southern Charm, and, you know, he's on Southern Charm, and he did this, and he was making fun of a home And is ultimately what it was, which oh. is terrible. But I'm just so confused. Like, why are you telling me about somebody named Shep? I don't know <laughs> a Shep. I barely know my own family. i like, a Shep. <laughs> but so anyway that was that I wrote her back like I have nothing to do with that show
3: <laughs> I I'm thought not... it's hilarious you'll have to go read it Rachel is it so okay. in your stories I don't remember when I read probably. it probably yeah I think
2: if it, it today. happened today then I've got time you'll have to save it as a highlight so we okay.
1: can <laughs> I highlight I have nothing to do with ship and I like lo- yeah. mean, not... <laughs> oh a disclaimer a disclaimer disclaimer alert.
2: who is ship Oh my gosh. Oh, Will you guys hilarious. head over to Instagram and find Ashley at ar.southern charm. She is not affiliated with Bravo <laughs> Southern Charm unless you want to send her nice messages, and then she might be. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, uh, then you can head over to at Surviving Motherhood Podcast on Instagram if you haven't already followed us. And our website is surviving If you want show notes or links to anything, you'll find them there. Thank you, Ashley, so much for joining us and sharing your story with us. We really, really, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. This was a ton of fun.
2: Yay. Well, I'm so glad. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And as always, good luck surviving motherhood.